Welcome, player two, to the land of Pod. I am Kitty M, the old geek, and your guide through this dangerous and mysterious land. This week, fighting Lego figures, Mel Gibson directing Suicide Squad 2, and a comic book haul, which is a haul full of comic books from a haul. Also, anime. Can't get it as easily as you used to. Sorry about that. Come on, player two. Let's roll. <laughs> oh, hey, player two. Come on in. Isn't Grimly so much better now that, you know, it has a roof that isn't leaking? It's surprising how good Dragon Scale is as a building material. They only needed one as well. And then just, there you go, new roof. <laughs> it's great. I mean, unless the dragon comes back for its scale. That is the downside of using dragon parts as building parts. <laughs> Sorry, building parts make me think of Lego. Which makes me think of the farting Lego toys you can now make. I know! Well, not right now, but apparently Lego are bringing out these kits where you build something and then you can program it on like an iPad or something. You drag and drop the commands and then the toy you've made does the thing that you ask it to. Like, walk over there, do a dance, come back, fart. <laughs> I don't see how making robots fart is never not going to be fun. At least we're not making them fight swords. Oh wait, I did see that robot sword fight video. We're pretty much boned. They're going to be taking over. We're all screwed. Until then, we should enjoy robots and technology with the Switch. I saw the uh, new user interface thing that they did. Pretty much just looks like the DS, but with parts that you can take apart. I wonder if that hurts the Switch when we tear its arms off and stick them back on. I hope not. The Switch looks really smart, not just as a consumer product, in that you might break one of the controllers and can just attach a new controller to it. That's cool. But what if it's smart smart? Like, what if it can feel pain? What if every time you detach the controllers from the Switch, it's in agony? We're so totally screwed when the robots rise up. But until that happens, we have an app where we're allowed to throw emojis at our friends. Emojis like spanners. Yeah, it's this new app called Eat Message. And what you do is you get emojis and you throw them at your friends. And then your friends have to eat the emojis. Not actually, but in an augmented reality through the phone. But if you throw like a, a hammer or a spanner at your friend, they're not allowed to eat that. Arguably, they're not allowed to eat it even if it's not in emoji form. They can, but it's probably not good for their digestive system. The upside of the Eat Message app, other than it's fun, is that you will get to throw spanners at your friends, and presumably without the inevitable downside of law enforcement stepping in. Uh, there's so much news. There's this thing about Lion King that I... Did you hear that? That sounds like Dragons, Player 2. We need to get out of here, because if the dragons come back and discover that we've got part of one of them as a roof, they're not going to be happy. And quite frankly, neither one of us are brave enough or skilled enough to deal with that particular problem. So, 
I say we leave now. Is it getting hot in here? I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we are fairly safe player two <laughs> in this alleyway, away from the tavern where the dragons are. Grimly should be fine too. That guy can talk his way out of anything. Of course, he is talking to dragons who are famous for being able to twist people's words and then eat them. But, I mean, Grimly's not really even a, a person. See, on Grimly's mum's side, it's... Not that important. <laughs> You're right. We have dragons circling overhead. What if I were to throw you to the dragons and run away? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. It would have to be much more of an intentional trade, like, hi dragons, here is my friend. Can I join your dragon gang? Then I'd be part of the dragon gang. I'd be like Princess Mononoke, but instead of wolves, they'd be dragons. Or dragon wolves. Wolf dragons. I'd like breathe fire, or ice, or whatever. Because dragons don't just breathe fire, player two. It's kind of speciest of you to assume that. You're right, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Wouldn't work, I'm not going to do it. I can't just trade you, I would need more than just one person to trade to even even up my odds of that plan working nope we're just stuck here in this alleyway which makes me kind of think of suicide squad and the latest news that they could be making a suicide squad 2 which is interesting because i'd already considered suicide squad a big number two anyway oh sorry player two did you did you enjoy suicide squad i'm not I'm not saying you have bad taste in things. I'm not saying that. you got to admit, it was kind of a messy movie. The bad guys weren't really bad guys. They were just mean. The whole movie felt derivative, especially if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. In fact, that's what it was. It was Guardians of the Galaxy with bad lighting and no flying ships. Harley Quinn was just like... One of the girls from that movie, Mean Girls. I assume. I've never seen that movie. Lindsay Lohan scares me. I have nightmares. They want to make a Suicide Squad 2, and that makes sense. They made a lot of money out of the first one. The why they would go with Mel Gibson as the director. That I do not get. Even if you ignore the fact that, as a person... He is an A-grade trash fire of douche nozzles. If you put that aside, because that's what we do with all famous people, he's not really someone I think would be good at making movies about superheroes. Is he a good director? Apparently. He's nominated for awards for things he's done. But he's expressed almost nothing but derision for the superhero movie genre. Especially according to comments he made about Batman v Superman, which is the universe in which Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad 2, if it's to be made, would be existing in. In fact, the only good things I've ever heard him say about superhero movies are about Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man. So go on, Marvel. You take him on. And his comments about Batman v Superman is where it comes unstuck for me. 
So if you haven't heard, he made fun of the fact that it cost a lot of money, made some comments about green screens and how real heroes don't wear spandex, and then says spandex must cost a lot, like maybe that's the reason that Batman v Superman costs so much to make. Two points on this. One, no one ever let Mel Gibson design any kind of sportswear or cycling wear because he obviously doesn't know what spandex is and that it featured hardly at all within Batman v Superman. Secondly, the costume that Batman does wear in Batman v Superman is awesome and probably cost a lot of money because it's armor, because Batman is quite literally going to war with a god if you hadn't worked that out from the title of the film. And I get why some people choose to dismiss superhero films. They can be wrong, people people are allowed to be wrong, and as my psychiatrist told me, I just have to be okay with that. But I'm not okay with it. How can you be so derisive of something that is about our society. Superhero films and superheroes and comic books exist as not only a socio-political statement of our times and what's going on in our heads, but they're the modern-day Shakespeare's. They're the ones that examine the human condition, and if you can't see that in Batman v Superman, I don't know if I can help you. I don't know if anyone can help you. And maybe you don't need help, but what you certainly don't need is to be the director of a DC Comics-inspired film. Because I don't think you're going to get it. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll do it, and he'll do it right. And the DC fan in me really hopes that. But there's another side of me that is very, very cynical of it. And I just wonder whether superhero films are for people like me. You know, the ones who actually buy the comics. Speaking of comics, there's this great place called the Comic Book Hall, where I put my comic book hall. <laughs> it's like a pun. Yeah. And, and the reason I'm thinking of it is because actually in Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, there's this theory between the two films that the stab marks in the Robin costume in Batman v Superman have to do with certain wounds that Joker has in Suicide Squad. And this week in Super Sons, it... Oh, I can't tell you here. We'll have to go to the comic book hall. Is that a manhole cover? Oh, dude. Oh, play too. That's a manhole cover. We can use the tunnels to get out of the city for a while. Away from those dragons that are flying very quickly towards us. Tell you what, you distract them, I'll go into the tunnels first. I know some turtles, it'll be fine. Here we are, player two. In the Hall of Comics. Much better than some alleyway where dragons are circling overhead, waiting to devour us. Don't give me that look. We got out of there okay. 
Yeah, well, I get you a new sword. And shield. You're still wearing pants, though. That's an upside for both of us, right? Just enjoy yourself, player two. The Hall of Comics is pretty undangerous compared to everywhere else. I mean, it's still dangerous. I will push you in front of things if they come hungering for me. But we're usually pretty safe. I brought you here because Super Sons issue one was released this week and I just want to tell you about it and all the other comic books that I've got. Maybe the dragons followed us. You were making a lot of noise in the tunnel, player two. But let me tell you about Super Sons anyway. It follows the story of Superboy and Robin and their adventures plus their interactions with their dads and how that all works within the DC Universe. It's all part of the DC Universe rebirth, kind of revamping of the DC Universe. And I think you really like a player too. These two kids are the raw elements of what makes up Superman and what makes up Batman. And I think everyone's going to have their favourites. And actually both the kids are kind of annoying. But I like it. It makes them real. Peter J. Tomasi is the guy in charge of the words. And George Jimenez is the artist. And they complement each other really, really well. So there's this scene. I don't want to give too much away. But John Kent, Superboy, is asleep. And then you see these words just appear. I hope you flossed, kiddo. And it's dark in this room. And the next few panels reveal this silhouette with wild hair. And there's a a touch of green about what they're wearing. And my first thought was, what is Joker doing in Superboy's room? It, of course, wasn't. It's Robin, and he's trying to convince Superboy to stay up past his bedtime. And then shenanigans occur, but it made me think this is presented as sort of a a cutesy series. If you look at the style of drawing, it's quite cutesy. But within the first few pages, blood is spilt and Superboy almost goes supernova at some bullies. It's a very interesting mix of bright colours and darkness. Cute imagery and very real scenarios that are dark and, and plucked from our very reality. That's why I'm really digging on Super Sons. It's only one issue out, but... I really like it. And for the first time ever, I'm enjoying Superman. Well, Superboy. He has a poster of Naruto in his room. What a little nerd. Whereas then you've got the super smart kid that is Robin. And he's kind of a dick. No, like Dick Grayson. Just a dick. It makes you wonder about who he will be when he grows up. Will he be Batman? Or will he be someone even darker? Could Robin become Joker? 
That's a storyline I wouldn't mind writing for DC. Anyway, this is my pick for a comic you should get if you like superheroes. Super Sons. Get in on it, player two. Think you'll like it. And they've got some kind of cool six-inch figures out right now. They look a little dorky, but I think I'm going to get them. Just to celebrate this. It's made me really interested in DC again, and and that hasn't happened for a while. Aside from that, uh, I've picked up more of the Black Panther World of Wakanda books. Definitely getting the trade on that. It's interesting, the world building is good, and Roxanne Gay just has this really good way of writing characters about her. She is mixing in these personal conflicts, this very real-world emotions that you can recognize and understand on a much bigger setting of unrest within Wakanda. If you haven't gotten into Black Panther, this is a nice way to get into the world. I'm less interested in the big players, I'm more interested in the smaller characters that we see in Black Panther World of Wakanda. And finally, I bought an anthology that I've really been looking forward to. You know what? I'm going to save it for when we get back to the tavern. I'll tell you about it then. You know, seeing John Kent be a huge anime fan made me think about how much I love anime. How much harder it's going to be to get it, apparently. Come on, player two. If you haven't heard, I think the dragons have followed us here, so we better skedaddle. I'll take you somewhere nice, with bright colours, and lots of... What do you say, player two? Let's go. I like that this place has giant robots, player two. It just makes me feel safe, you know? Or like we could get in one of the giant robots and take over the land of Pod and then I get to be the supreme ruler and you... You're right. I would be like supreme ruler for about a week and then I get bored with it. But this totally not anime land, this otaku world, it's brilliant. I love it. But I promise to tell you why anime is going to be harder to get and your life is trash now. It's kind of complicated though. See, the news we have at the moment isn't really clear. And some of it has to do with language barriers. And no one wants to really rely on Google Translate because it's not that good Trust me, I did a few Japanese lessons, and I can tell you Google Translate, not that great. Not that great at all at translating Japanese. But the basic story is this, Avex Pictures have stopped their anime exports. What this means for the rest of the Avex company, which is in charge of distributing things like like J-pop stars, or at least... Their CDs. You're not allowed to just distribute J-pop stars, like in boxes. Like Nino from Arashi's not going to show up in my house in a box. Unfortunately. 
but they've stopped their anime exports, which sent all international anime fans into a tailspin. Here in Australia, we're okay. We've got a distributor called Madman. And as part of that, they have Anime Lab. And that distributes quite a bit of the anime that you see in Australia. And I assume throughout the world, there are different versions of companies like Madman. As far as Madman are concerned, we're still keeping our anime. Which makes me really happy. Avex Pictures are in charge of anime like Assassination Classroom and Noragami. And heaps of other anime titles that you want in your collection. I don't know why they've stopped these anime exports. And I'm going to try and keep an eye on it for you, player two. Because it's a really, really good time for anime right now. Especially since Overlord is getting its anime movie debut. That's right! February 25, it's going to be hitting Japanese theatres. Which is what you want. Overlord tells the story of a guy who logs into a game server, a Mamorpica game server, massive multi-online roleplay game, for the last time. The game is no longer popular, and he just wants to hang out in his guild hall one last time. So he does, and his character is this undead overlord with these amazing powers. The guy drifts off to sleep, wakes up, and then realises he's not out of the game. That's right, he's stuck in the game, but the game has changed, and he's still an undead with huge amounts of powers and armies to control. It's a very cool game, and follows along that, that genre that Sword Art Online made very accessible for people of players stuck in games, or players' lives within video games. I think I'm going to really love this anime movie debut. Overlord came out in 2015, I think, and I've always really liked it. So, the movie is going to be a nice add-on to what was a very solid anime season. I think there were only about 12 episodes, so get in on it, player two. Speaking of anime movies, we've got so many coming out here in Australia soon. The Sword Art Online The Movie Ordinal Scale is coming out like next month on the 9th of March. Super excited for this too. If you're a video game player and you like mom if you're a video game player and you like Mamor because especially something like WoW, like World of Warcraft, get in on Sword Art Online. The first series is really good for WoW players. The second series, I don't know, it's more of like set around being a first-person shooter. So I guess maybe Overwatch players would be more into it. Can't wait for this movie though. It's... I love you, anime. Anime always makes me feel better player too. We should head back to the tavern. I hear there's some new news about the Lion King. I think the dragons have gone now. Come on, let's go. Well, parts of it are still technically on fire and it doesn't have a roof. But Grimley's is pretty much the same place it's always been. With a cute 
orc bartender. Very good looking. Strange player too. The one part that really didn't get touched at all was the notice board. Which is great. Because I just read some news that Donald Glover is going to be the voice of Simba in the upcoming live action movie. And James Earl Jones has signed on to be Mufasa. Well, the voice of Mufasa. They're not turning James Earl Jones into a lion. Though he would make an amazing lion. He would be the best of all the lions. Unless they made Patrick Stewart into a lion as well. Can we do that? Can we make James Earl Jones and Patrick Stewart into lions and then just film them being cool and being lions? I want that to happen so badly. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Oh, in the comic book hall, where I was telling you about that comic book that I found that I've been waiting for forever, it's called Love is Love. It's an anthology put together from loads of comic book writers and artists in response to the shooting in Orlando. You know, the one that took place in the Pulse nightclub. It's wonderful. And you should check it out, player too. I've been waiting for ages to get my hands on it, but it's always been sold out, which is great. I think you'll like it. I'll put a link to it in the description. In fact, that's where links to most of the things I talk about are in the description, so that you can reference them really easily. And maybe while you're there, on the Interblag, you can like the Land of Pod Facebook page, and the Twitter. They're both the Land of Pod. You can get updates. The AI that runs the Twitter is almost good at talking to me now. I think she hates me. I really, really think she hates me. Oh well, robot brain hating me, what could go wrong? <laughs> I think I'll stay here in Land of Pod for a little bit longer, just to uh, help out. I mean, the dragons might come back and be like, we need an extra person in our gang, and then I'll be in the dragon gang. Yeah, and then the Twitter AI will have to respect me. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. But you, player too. you had better get back to the real world. Until next time. <laughs>